When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. You wouldn't want to hang that sock on your uh, on your fireplace for Christmas, would you? get any gifts? I, I don't know. If you were a coach, coach or something. If you were a coach, you might like to find that in your stocking. No, I'd take what's in it. Yeah. Yes. Hey, God bless America. This is Ted Nugent with my blood brother, Ron Keel. And this is Ron Keel, hanging out with my blood brother, Uncle Ted, eating some Abacos award-winning venison chili in the hot tub, and we're listening to part two of the best of Cobras and Fire. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. This is the best from the worst of 2021, part two. Weekend, I was heading back from skiing. Oh, uh, it must from, be nice. Yes, it, um, it's, um, beautiful. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Went to the uh, town of Brickenridge and what you know, a got fucking shithole. <laughs> yeah, and that's where they make Coors Prime. I just made excuse that up. me. I just made up a beer and yeah, yeah and no, a story. They, that's so. cool. That's cool. Yeah, anyway. jealousy and envy. Okay, that's yeah. that's, that's my go-to setting. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. That, that's fine. So anyway, so so we're heading back on. Uh, on the highway, and you know, as you know, the the uh, topography of well, of Colorado is rather hilly, 
And, uh, you know, uh, it is, as it happens sometimes, everybody just breaks all at once. So we came to a complete stop. I was in my buddy's car. It was the passenger front seat, just two of us. And uh, this car, <laughs> like a Chrysler 300, just came like 45, 40 or 50 miles per hour, just slammed in the back. I mean, I sent you the picture. It's just toast. And then it <laughs> smashed into him. That car smashed into two other cars. And I just remembered, I, I think I sound like a Tourette's, you know, uh, patient or whatever like that. It just all of a sudden I went, fuck, fuck, and I just went forward. I can't imagine how you would have been uh, dealing with this. I, 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 I actually feel for you. <laughs> and, but, you know, because I listened to, to uh, as a boy, to wear your seatbelt, I've got, I'm basically bruised across my ribs. Like, uh, I call it the uh, the uh, Miss America sash bruise. Oh, basically, is your like, chest you know. is the co- front cover of Van Halen Diver Down. <laughs> there you go. It just has uh, that. reverse. It, it, the white area is red and the red area is white. That's your chest. Uh, Perfect. somebody they seem cool you meet them at work and then you then you go check out you go to their party and they're playing whatever and all of a sudden pfft, i write them off i'm never gonna talk to them again they're fucking horrible people right uh, yeah you just cut them out of your life i'll share this now because i don't want to step on your story but th- <laughs> this is 100 true we tried out a guitar player uh before uh trouble joined the band and everything went great. He was just a really good, uh, like, personality. He seemed to enjoy the music that we were doing. And he, he, he could play fucking exactly the, the kind of stuff that we wanted. He was, he, he was a lot like Trouble as far as stylistically. I walked him out to his car, you know, basically. And we were, I, my plan was to go back and say, what would you guys think? That kind of stuff. Uh, he drove a PT Cruiser, and it was over at that point. I was just like, all right. <laughs>
here with the uh, Motor City madman himself, Ted Nugent, heavy into the throes of COVID-19. What up, Ted? Uh, six feet, bro. Well, there's a beautiful beginning of a sunset right there, and Uncle Ted is back. <clears throat> we have much spirit here at the Nugent epicenter of shit kicker freedom, goodwill and decency, and we're about to come on with the uh, definitive We the People campfire. Right on, man. That sounds like uh, a rip-roaring good time, but uh, uh, are you sure you're up for it, Ted? You probably can't tell because my positive spirit, my positive attitude plows right through all the negative, but I got an announcement to make, and everybody told me I should not announce this. Sounds juicy. What is it? Hey, planet Earth, my name is Ted Nugent. Hmm. Not going to lie, I was kind of expecting more. Uh, LC, you got any questions for the Nuge? Have you ever had the flu? I have had flu symptoms for the last 10 days. Have a just, I thought I was dying. I mean, just a clusterfuck. Here's a, see that sunshine over there? Any chance you, uh, you, you got COVID-19? Today is uh, the 19th, is that right? It's actually the 21st. The 19th of April, 2021. It's the 21st. During clusterfuck pandemic, Chinese virus attack 21. I was tested positive today. I got the Chinese shit. Uh, Crab Rangoon? Instead of answering those questions, I said to the doctor, Hey, doc, if I uh, test positive, what will you do different if I test negative? All right, I'll repeat that question. A doc, a number of doctors, which I truly revere. I revere, in fact, I thank the doctors. Thank you for dedicating your life to making people well. The Hippocratic Oath. Do no harm. Well, let me ask you, Doc, if I test positive, what will you do different than if I test negative? And the doctor went, nothing. But it's good to know. I said, well, hang on a second, Doc. If I test positive for the Chinese virus, what will you do different for me than if I test negative? And all the doctors said, nothing. (laughs) And he said, but it's good to know. And I said, you know, Doc, I never went to college. I was too busy learning shit. If you say so. And I know the English language pretty good. I'm not a Webster's Dictionary, but I can make my point, and I can grasp general dialogue. I said, Doc, you say it's good to know. What would be the good from knowing if you can't do anything different for me if I test positive than if I test negative? You say it's good to know. What's the good? If it's good to know... What good are you offering me? What good? There's no good. It's not good to know. There's nothing you're going to do. <laughs> Fucking goofballs. That makes sense to me. So anyhow, my name is Ted Nugent. Happy uh, April 19th. Is today the 19th? Uh, it's the 20... Twango. You know Never. Hallelujah. I'm basically homebound. Great song. I'm homebound, i.e. quarantined. Barack. Must be all the toxins. <laughs> so anyhow. I, I do have more questions, Ted, but if you, if you need some rest, by all means. Uh, I'm, I can't believe I'm feeling good enough to even do this tonight, but I, I am. I'm not really, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
I'm, I'm notorious for plowing through any obstacles, including a positive test for Chinese 19. <laughs> any chance I could get, convince you to lay off the spitting? <clears throat> That's a no. <laughs> There's a rattly cough for you. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It's a shame I've got to live without you anymore. There's a fire in my heart, a pounding in my brain, it's driving me crazy. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Yesterday is just a memory. Can we close the door? I just made one mistake I didn't know what to say When you called me You guys want to try to do a song? Oh boy. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Don't you know, pile driver? Mama says that I never, never mind her. Oh, yeah, I got no brains. I'm insane, don't you know? The teacher says I'm one big pain. I'm like a laser, a six string razor. I got a mouth like an alligator. Oh, I want it louder, more power, don't you know? I'm gonna rock it till it strikes the hour. Your head. Oh, hey, ladies. Man, I love the drive you mad. You want to go with a fish fry at the BMW? Man, I love the drive you mad. I'm Ollie Johnson right. from Wilmer. Well, I'm a, a frustrated, I'm outdated. I want, really want to be overrated. I'm a finder, and I'm a keeper. I'm not a loser, and I ain't no weeper. Oh, yeah, I got the boys to make the noise. Won't ever let up, hope it annoys you. Join the pack. Join the pack. Feel the crack. Feel the crack. Well, now you're here. There's no way back. Bang your head. Oh, yeah. Man, another job, you man. 
cold in the summer. Metal of the dime, you man. I go fishing 365. Metal of the you crazy. Metal of the you man. Metal of is what we are. Oh, yeah. Mama said. Mama said. Hello, Gene Bogle. And we do, how about this, like... <laughs> Sun's out, Mike's out, episode one. that at the beginning there that we are now a member of the Pantheon podcast, so we should probably bring that up, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Pantheon, the premier music podcast mob. Yes. Yeah. Once again, we are uh, basically riding the coattails of Decibel Geek. So uh, And others. Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, uh, actually, um, I was giving the, the intro to, to, um, to the gentleman there at Pantheon, that through uh, my friends at the Shout Out Loudcast, uh, Zeus and Tom. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and my, and my brain going. paused because I was typing while I was talking there. <laughs> Zeus and Tom, it wasn't that. <laughs> I, unlike Luce, I can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> Fair enough. Where you need to be doing 93 things at once. Otherwise, you know, it's just not the right thing. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we are one of, I don't know, 40 or 50 shows now mm-hmm. of different genres of music. And, um, you know, there's there's other shows on there that I've enjoyed, such as History in Five Songs by Martin Popoff. Uh, you've got our, like we just mentioned, Decibel Geeks on there. I believe they're being involved with the Rock and Pod Expo. Um, we've got, who else on there? The Hustle. Mm, right. Yeah, John Lamoureux. Um, yep. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to be a guest on The Hook uh, a couple months back. Um, uh, that's a pretty good show I've enjoyed. Let's see. Uh, well, of course, you know, I mentioned the Shout Out Loudcast. Probably, the cl- like, if, if we were to be Kiss-centric, that's probably pretty close to how we would handle it. The, they're, they're pretty sarcastic, except for I'm not sure I would go to shows. Maybe you still would, um, but... Hanging and banging with the Apathy of Peace Brothers. I still don't get that. They literally introduce themselves from their same show by pronouncing their last name differently. Uh, it's just I, that, well, the, at some point, one chose one, one chose the other, and they just went with it. Just I like guess. the whole, yeah. But yeah, Vinny Bizarre, and Carmine, right? Vinny Apathy and Carmine of Peace. 
Yeah, um, it is confusing to this day. But hanging and I banging, just, baby. Couple of yeah. drummers talking about hitting shit with sticks. suggested that I should probably join this group called Three Sides of the Coin or a Coin. Which is it? A Coin or the Coin? Uh, the, the, it says the Coin, but... Uh, okay, the Coin. So you got so my invite. <laughs> okay. But uh, So I thought that was amusing. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I've heard some things about this group. We, we've talked about them a few times, so... I, I, used, to be a, I used to be a member of the group, yeah. You, uh, you actually right. gave me the... the the most obviously sage advice of my life is like, why are you still in that group? Because <laughs> it, like, it made you mad. Yeah, right? I was like, you, yeah, well, yeah. What um, one of the hosts called me an idiot uh, <laughs> yeah. for making a very salient point. By the way, uh, we'll, we'll go into that. We'll go to that in a second. Yeah. But the fact is, if you're not familiar, which I'm gonna say you probably know, but it is a Kiss uh, podcast. And if you're a Kiss fan, maybe you're interested in joining this group, learning some news about the band and, and things like that. So I, I clicked on it and I was like, oh boy, what's what's this about? And the first thing I saw was one of the things that shows up when you're possibly going to join a group, which I did not, uh, <laughs> were the rules, Please. which I found uh, interesting. So we we shared our rules. This is Yeah, and, and just to remind people, our rule was be nice. That's it. Would you like me to just read off of the the, the group rules? Yeah. What, so uh, if I wanted to rejoin uh, the three sides of the coin group, assuming I'm not banned, um, sure. uh, what would? Because uh, I don't recall, you know, going through the rules that when I was originally a member. Is it a public yeah. or private group, by the way? Uh, what's I, I? You know, I'm not even sure. I didn't go that deep into it. I assume right. you have to be. You have to apply and then. Oh, it says public. I'm looking at it here. Oh, okay. So it's just a public. So it's different than ours, even, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's just a public group. All right. So I'm gonna just read off the rules to you and just jump in if mm-hmm. you if you would like. Number one: Do not dominate the conversation with your views. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that that rule gets violated on a daily basis, in my experience. Okay. Do not attack anyone. <laughs> uh, no personal attacks of any type. Is calling someone an idiot on <laughs> a personal attack? I think because uh, I that I was called an idiot by the host of the show on that page or group. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, no hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's moving. a public group. Yeah, maybe I should be reading posts while you're doing this. <laughs> okay, yeah, it might 
might be uh, no racial slurs. I think that's I a, that's an easy one probably because most Kiss fans they don't know the racial slurs that are out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they only know like one. <laughs> that's it. They never learn the rest of them when they're growing up. They're yeah. just they're too focused on the uh, the minutia of, of the recording. The of, well, they don't own that word either. Yeah, they just you need to actually put that down to small details. Yeah. I'll translate to Kiss fans. <laughs> yeah, you got to understand. Like uh, by using the word minutia on their show as much as they do, they've already you know broadened the vocabulary of you know most no. of the, their audience. So. They actually think minutia is a racial slur for midget. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah, th- that's actually a, a racial slur for tiny pickles. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, respect other differing opinions. I don't have a brand. <laughs> the, 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 the people that host the show should have fucked it right these rules. No, this might be from Facebook's guide in general for groups. Yeah, it might just be yeah, maybe some kind of like automatic autofill. But yeah, maybe they didn't actually write these. Maybe these are just the <laughs> default ones. If you don't want to change them, this is just the I, the concept of a group. Uh, okay, so keep going. If you are going to make a claim, be prepared to support it. I'm sorry. This is definitely written by them because it reads, if you are going to make a claim, be prepared to support if with facts. That's definitely ri- written by the... by the. <laughs> well, first of all, we know they mean it. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, this was definitely written by the, the – I. It, to me, the, the improper use of the word isn't the – it's like, if you're going to make a claim, be prepared to support it with facts. I don't have We're talking about fucking kiss here. What the fuck? Hey, um, what, what – oh, whatever. Yeah, it, it, all it is is people sharing their personal opinions on kiss and someone calling them a fucking idiot. I don't have uh, Like, friend. How do you – how do you what, – what fact supports your opinion? I think Music from the Elders is a good album. Really? Show me the facts. <laughs> if you don't have facts, no facts, get out of here, idiot. Sir, you're definitely, I would kick you out. Just, I would kick you out of our own group for making yeah. that Coming up here at the first week of August, you and I will both be in attendance. So uh, if you're a listener, you should come out and uh, hang out with us. It's a good time. Uh, There's plenty of uh, time between now and then for us to to convince you and twist your arm. But uh, um, we got we got a little promotional pieces uh, to help Chris with that, you know, in the works. So, yeah, yeah, if uh, you hang out with us, there's a good chance you could share a meal with me. Not with Baco. He doesn't eat. But, well, uh, you know, I, I do like uh, at, at eight a.m. and then probably around uh, midnight to one a.m. So closer to the show, we'll we'll be re, uh, releasing our own personal schedules, <laughs> itineraries. Yes, uh, yeah. My, you would not believe how many naps this guy needs. <laughs> I'll have those listed. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, uh, but a, a guy who's been, I believe, at every Rock and Pot, if not at least a couple of them, uh, producer Michael Wagner. Also, uh, a really fun guest uh, uh, for, that's been on the Decibel Geek podcast a couple different yep. times. Um, he announced his retirement after 50 years. He basically is shutting his studio down, and uh, he's just he's going to, in his words, I believe, see the world. So oh. I, I know a ton of records that, that uh, still exist in a physical format in my house uh, were produced by him. Um, you want me to just hit some of my... Uh, I, I wouldn't even say... Uh, how about I list some of the big hitters, not necessarily my personal favorites? Yeah, man. List them off. Uh, I, I, it's too long to go through a lot of them, so I'm just going to sure. kind of hit some of the bigger ones. He did... Uh, he worked with Accept quite a bit. Now he's he's from Germany, so you know he's got that connection with them. But uh, yep. so Balls to the Wall, uh, a, a pretty key record for that band. But he did like almost like four or five other records with them too. Uh, a couple of the Alice Cooper records he worked on as an engineer, uh, Constrictor and Raise Your Fist and Yell. Bonfire, a band you're probably not familiar with, I'm guessing, but I really enjoy the Fireworks record, and he was a producer on that. Uh, Dokken, he had a good stretch of, of stuff working with them off and on, breaking the chains under lock and key as producer. So he was not part of, not Beast from the East, but uh, is another rhyming one. What was the oh, big one? Oh, uh, Back for the Attack. Or... He's not, he didn't do that one? No, I can't remember who that was, though, either. Uh, Sorry, keep going. Anyway, Extreme Pornography, or as almost everybody in the world mispronounced, Porno Graffiti. Uh, it's Pornography, people. <laughs> Pornography. They even sing it that uh, me way. Me as well. Yes. All right. Anyway, yeah, he was a producer on that record. I know we both are a fan of that. Um, Oh, yeah. A couple of the early great white white records. Uh, Keel, he did the self-titled, the third record from Keel. uh, And I do think that is the best Keel record. Gotcha. Um, uh, he did some King's X stuff, so I'm sure Chris Sinzak has got an erection right now. (laughs) Oh, Master of Puppets, he mixed. It's a very well-mixed record, that's for sure. I would say, I'm just going to jump in there. The best sounding overall. It's their best record, flat out. It's, yes. it's not my personal favorite. It, it really isn't. It, but everything is just perfect on that record. And, and yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's not a shot at any of the other albums, but it's just nope. it stands so much clearer. But anyway, uh, he mixed no more tears. Probably Ozzy's. God, again, you know, I much like Master Puppets, not my favorite Ozzy record, but it's probably the best Ozzy record. I don't know if that makes sense to people. I, I think fans of our ilk typically understand what I'm saying there. Like, I understand that. Yeah. Um, Skid Row, of course, uh, he produced their first two records uh, yep. and then came in late to work on some of that atrocious shit they're doing lately. Um, Striper, Soldiers Under Command, when he was at Rock and Pod, he did the albums Unleashed with uh, Michael Sweet um, uh, up there on stage, so people could watch that live. Uh, Warrant, Dog Eat Dog, I know a lot of, a lot of you guys are a big fan of that record. Uh, White Lion, he did their first two big records, Pride and Big Game. So, and that, that, that's just a summary of, of stuff he's worked on. He really has had an amazing career. Um, and yeah, and just congratulations on it officially announced on April 25th. Uh, it's apparently that was his 72nd birthday. So uh, all the best to you, Michael. If you go through his whole, just type in discography, Michael Wagner, and that thing goes on forever as far as as somebody that's going to have stories. And do do you mind if I just mention, go ahead. Uh, now, I, my personal favorite Michael Wagner story that I heard, I believe, on Decibel Geek uh, was that he was uh, asked to mix the Look What the Cat Dragged In record from Poison, and, and he had the opportunity of taking a flat fee or points on the album, and he yep. listened to the record and took the flat fee. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean... Look, it was a bad business move in hindsight, but I just like that fact. He listened to it, it was like, 
I'm going to take the guarantee payday here. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I, you know, if Michael Wagner wins the lottery, he's taking the lump sum, not the, the payouts over time. So. But have you heard the album? I yeah. think he made the right decision based, based on I think on a lot that, of people would have made that, that decision that he did, yeah. I mean, he's worked with these other bands, and he's like, you know, I don't think this is going to make it all the way. back, Gene Simmons announced he's selling his house, the one that we all know from the, the TV show Family Jewels. Uh, sure. Him and his uh, lovely bride are going to apparently be moving to somewhere in Nevada, and then also they'll, they'll keep their home up there in uh, Canada, where she's from. Eh? And of course, Doc McGee was moving. Tommy Thayer was selling his house. So Paul Stanley's like, all right, enough of this shit. I'm not moving. I'm going to tear my fucking house down and just rebuild a new one. Why the no. fuck not? Uh, I'm I'm fucking Paul Stanley. So he's bored. And, and and this is notable for Kiss fans because Paul had something that you usually have to die to have, which is an estate sale. Uh, I'm not ah. familiar. Are you familiar with anybody having an estate sale while they're alive? Not really. The whole process kind of confuses me. But uh, yeah, it's usually like. That's that's what happens. It's part of the will. You're just yeah. like divvying up the goods. So I'm calling bullshit. Paul just doesn't want to call it what it is, a fucking garage sale. What are you talking you about? Know, uh, it, yes, I think it, you've got it. Paul Sounds- Stanley had a g- mm. fucking garage sale. And, and, and <laughs> I'll just paint the picture for you a little bit. Uh, you can find the photos on my favorite website, TMZ. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, apparently you know, there was some Kiss memorabilia, but not cool stuff. It was all... You know, like leftover tour books from, you know, tours from the last decade, T-shirts from the last decade, shit that you would find at Spencer's in the last decade. So none of the really kind of really deep and and coveted kiss items that you might find in, say, Gene Simmons' office. Yeah, and then, of course, like you can, <laughs> it's like, here's a table that I used. He had a, an array of picture frames 
with pictures taken out. So they're just empty picture frames, and they they got those little like little garage sale stickers on them. You know what I mean? And so all these photos show these things. It's like you know you can buy my shower. You can buy all this stuff that Paul Stanley used uh, a sofa, just a, a basically entire kitchen if you want. Um, anyway, and by the way, Paul, beautiful house. Although I, your decorating taste is a little tacky, uh, but yeah. uh, maybe that's Wait, how, maybe that's Mrs. Sta- Mrs. That. Paul Stanley though. I mean, who knows? But d- don't you think that Paul Stanley has a pretty heavy hand in the in the decorating of his entire house? Yes. I mean, I have one break. room in the house and then the basement that, that technically, if you want to call the basement decorated, yeah, I, that's my taste. But uh. can I, I'm going to tell you too, all those pictures that were removed from those frames are pictures of him. <laughs> just him, not family, him. I disagree because uh, he would, they would have just autographed them and then jacked up the price. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> or, or it would have been like a photo where he like just dribbled some yeah. of his paint, his watercolors on it and called yeah. it a new uh, art piece. Uh, yeah. But but I want to pull you back a little bit. How much of your oh. house does your wife let you uh, decorate? This. an educational podcast, I wanted to share an article from harvard.edu mm. that I was reading the other day, if I may. Yes. Is, that where, is that where Luce Sr. went to school? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he mm. did. Yes. Got his PhD. Uh, Bought his first Bang & Olufsen when he was living there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's Bang yeah, & Olufsen yeah, stereo. Yeah. yeah, it's very nice. Very good. Uh, very high fidelity. <laughs> but, but yes, so anyway, uh, and there was a recent uh, survey that concluded from 932 conversations between pairs of people that found that only 2% of the time those conversations ended when they were supposed to. <laughs> and how many, wait, how many people were involved in the survey? It's 932 conversations between pairs of people finds that most conversations don't end when the participants want them to. And what, what was the percentage that it did? You Only said. 2% of conversations ended when both people wanted them to, according okay. to the research. So that's roughly uh, 10, 10 total conversations out of 1,000. I'm guessing 10 of those times were were when somebody called you.
before I let you go, I'm going to ask you to play the game I'm doing every week in this. Now, it's it's new every week, but uh, it's basically called Who Said It? Ted Nugent or. And I read you a quote, and I, and I tell you, I give you a choice between two people. And let's see how many of these you can get right. There's ten total. Um, so I'm going to keep score as we go here, and I'll let you know how you do, all right? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, to my guest, Don Jameson, who said the following? Ted Nugent or the My Pillow guy? Ted Nugent or the My Pillow guy? I've said, I've sold 46 million pillows. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Mike Lindell. Ooh, yeah. You, you, and you know the man's name. Uh, I, I should maybe give you an extra point for that. That is correct. That was not Ted Nugent. That was the, the My Pillow guy. I got to take my glasses off for this. I can't even read this. Uh, all right. Who said the following? Uh, Ted Nugent or Al Capone? Ted Nugent or Al Capone? A smile can get you far, but a smile with a gun can get you farther. Wow. Uh, a smile with a gun can get you farther. I'm going to go get harder. Capone on that one. Ooh. I'm going to go Capone. You are uh, two for two. All right. Mm. Now, uh, who said the following? Ted Nugent or fictional character Tyler Durden from the movie Fight Club? Are you familiar with that movie? Got it. Okay. Uh, Ted Nugent or Tyler Durden? Self-improvement is masturbation. Self-improvement is masturbation. I'm going to have to go Durden. Oh, you are on fire. Three for three. Uh, the record, by the way, is five. Uh, so you really uh, you, you got seven more to, to really take the, the, the title for now. <laughs> All right. So the next one, who said it? Ted Nugent or the Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars? I love democracy. Well, come on. that's That's got Uncle Ted written all over it. Oh, there's your first wrong one. That was Palpatine. <laughs> well, I'm sure Ted said it also. It, and maybe at some point. I don't know. Uh, look, I don't it's fact like check it. these things. <laughs> this is not the most officially uh, um, uh, fact checked uh, game in the world. But uh, uh, the next one here then is who said it? Ted Nugent or Chuck D? Ted Nugent or Chuck D? I scare white people. Oh, boy. That, well, I'm going to go with Uncle Ted again on that one. Oh man, you are just rolling here, man. That's your fourth one. That that's correct. Ted Nugent said that. All right, who said the following? Ted Nugent or former president Jimmy Carter? I have often wanted to drown my troubles, but I can't get my wife to go swimming. Was that Jimmy Carter or Ted Nugent? God, if that's Jimmy Carter, that's awful. Um <laughs> And I know how much Ted loves his wife. That's a tough one. Boy, they really are getting harder. And by the way, I'm contesting the the I Love Democracy one. But um, <laughs> one more time. Yeah, I, I have often wanted to drown my troubles, but I can't get my wife to go swimming. I, I, I'm just going to I'm going to go for it. Jimmy Carter. That is correct. Jimmy Carter, uh, <laughs> according to the Internet, said that. <laughs> All right, uh, who said it? Ted Nugent or Charles Manson? I punched my mother out once. <laughs> oh, gee, that's that's gonna be Manson. Man, you are just rolling. Uh, you're, you're gonna really put the bar pretty high. It's gonna be difficult over the course of the summer for someone to beat this. But uh, that is correct again. Um, you've only got one wrong, and you even, you're even contesting that. So, 
Um, all right. Who said the following? Ted Nugent or feminist Glory, <laughs> Gloria Steinem? Uh, believing in the true self is what allows a true self to be born. You broke up a little. Just one more time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, believing in a true self is what allows a true self to be born. Wow, that could go. Listen, that could go either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people don't think Ted Ted is an inspirational figure, but I mean, um, I would. I'm going to go with uh, Uncle Ted on that one. Oh, that was Gloria Steinem. So. Uh, uh, that's your second one wrong. Um, well, here's your chance to go eight out of ten, uh, which is still pretty impressive, Don. Uh, who said it? Ted Nugent or Scrappy Doo? Ted Nugent or Scrappy Doo? Okay. Uh, <laughs> ghosts don't stand a chance with me. Let them at them. Let, let me at them. I'll rock them and sock them. Was that <laughs> Ted Nugent or Scrappy Doo? I feel, I feel like I'm going eight for ten here. Scrappy Doo, baby. <laughs> Recently passed, and uh, I assume you're familiar with uh, Miss Katane or Ms. Katane, Mrs. Katane. Uh, of course, as a young man, stuff like that. But but continue, please. Well, I, I was surprised at how much attention her, her death got. I mean, and not by like major news outlets, by like friends on social media. <laughs> Uh, cause you know, this is not a shot, you know, it, it, when I pass, I probably won't be a lead story on good morning America. So uh, I, I don't mean this is any disrespect to anything that she did, but, um, you know, she was basically just, you know, uh, a model in white snake videos that dudes jerked off to. And she had some acting that <laughs> so she was nice. in, she was in Witchboard, I guess, but I think she was naked in that. And then she was in that horrible WKRP remake. But other than that, I only know her for being psycho. Wait, wait, wait. And Back up. She was in what? WKRP. They did like a second series and she was in that. So when? she would, I, I don't remember that reboot. That's uh, well, it was short lived and it wasn't good. I only remember seeing a couple episodes. Um, I want to say early nineties, Late eighties, really? somewhere in that time, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. You read the whole uh, obituary or whatever. I just I, remember I, those I two things. I didn't actually okay. read up on any of this stuff. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, if you see where I'm going here, I did not dig deep on the on the life sure. and times of Tony Katane. But yeah, she she dated Robin Crosby, uh, married um, 
David Coverdale, and then married pitcher Chuck Finley. And really, other than those those the Rat album covers, White Snake videos, the couple acting appearances, I know her most notably for going crazy and trying to murder her at that time ex husband Chuck Finley. With uh, with, you know, she she had some substance abuse issues, so. Right. And, and and like like he had to get custody of the children and stuff. It was all messy and and, and very dark, disturbing stuff. I know she did seek some help and things of that nature. So I'm not. I, I'm just stating facts. Is all I mean there. That didn't mean that as any judgment. But I'll counter it to say that it showed up in enough mainstream things that I, that uh, I over seriously. I heard like it wasn't just my news feed or whatever. That Metal sludge. Up, like <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I mean, I heard. I guess I Metal Sludge my, and Blabbermouth probably covered it. I think it hit more mainstream than that, but 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 I'll, I'll say that it was probably selective and stuff like that. But I will I'll say anything else you have to say on that? No, too? no, okay, not yet. But you know, but you say it's, you said the reaction was kind of gross. Isn't that kind of what you said? Gross, perverted. I just I mean, when you really break down what people aren't saying but really are saying, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, let, let me tell you this. Uh, <laughs> How about, how about I set it up like this? Uh, my, my boy uh, out there in Denver, Wilson. By the way, him uh-huh. and his wife are preggers. Congratulations, weirdo. Oh, congratulations. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, Mike. Love you. Um, so he texted me. explaining for that tattoo in his back when his kid gets older. By the way, he texts me RIP all the time. Like, somebody from Smashed Gladys died, and, and he texted me that. And I was like, who the hell is that? So uh, in fairness to him, even though I was kind of mean to him, uh, he said, "R.I.P. Tawny Katane." And my response, you know, and I, and I waited a while to think about this. What do I want to say to this? Mm. I yeah. said, uh, "You must now wait one week before thinking about her while masturbating." Fuck you, Black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is you the said way. Other people's. You said other <laughs> well, I didn't go on social media and post this stuff. You know, I mean, I yeah. kind of wanted to. It's like, God, what? Are, what are you guys doing here, man? Man, I just really, this is so, so sad. I, I really enjoyed talking contain. And it's like, well, me too, but I was, it's nuts. Right. No joke. Uh, my buddy Rob. He he texted me same thing like Tony Katain RIP like that and I uh, I looked at him and I was like okay whatever he's, he's giving me information I'm glad he thinks this is important to yeah. text me in the middle of the day about this but my response pack was it's very sad I heard she died of David Coviddale nineteen oh you suck <laughs> he's texted back. That is a push, man. That is really bad. So yeah. that was my uh, classy response. You did the jerk. I did the uh, the pun. Bad pun. What do you yeah. think? Uh, you know, I, I think I, I think it represents us both perfectly. Um, yeah, and you, I, and then I followed that up with with I heard she got it from the top of a car from the t- from the hood of a car. <laughs> Even taking that joke, you know, further. Anyway, so I'm gonna go back to the whole thing about like. Uh, so you think it, it? You're essentially saying that people talking about it is the same thing as saying like some porn star died or whatever like that. Was that kind of your thing? Well, I mean, okay, let me decode and say what I'm what I'm hearing when I see these people. Man, it's sure. so sad. I'm hearing. I just found out someone I used to masturbate to in 1985 passed away. Uh, mm-hmm. Boy, that is that is really stirring up some horniness in me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, again, I, what are you really saying? I mean, it's just like. <laughs> Man, I I used to jerk off to her a lot.
Mother's Day where we, we uh, celebrate the women who brought us into the world. Um, so um, as I don't know if I, I actually shared this on the show. I know you are aware of it, but I found my biological mom about three or four years ago, uh, actually mm-hmm. through an ancestry kit. It's a long story, but that's uh, the, the, the dots were connected through my half brother, her, the son she would have had after, you know, after she uh, put me up for adoption. So I was talking to my the, the mom, my, my adopted mother on Mother's Day. The, 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 she's the one I call on Mother's Day. And mm-hmm. uh, we were talking a little bit, and um, she asked me, uh, she was telling me about how she was rearranging her room, and she was has this giant collection of Bibles. And I was like, dear God, she's, <laughs> she's going to ask me if I want a Bible. <laughs> and so she goes, thankfully she was not going there. My mom does know who her son is. Um, but she, she, she did ask, she's like, well, do you have a Bible still? And I said, well, I have the one I, I got when I got confirmed. And then I have the one that Barb bought me. Barb is my mother and my, my biological mother. Um, for some reason she sent me a Bible. Uh, and my mom just belted out laughing and Amy could hear it through the phone in the other room and she started laughing and she's like, and when I was done, she was like, what well, was like, my mom thought it was funny that someone would give me a Bible as a gift. She's like, well, I, I take it you guys are still getting to know each other, <laughs> but I, I, I've never been happier to talk to my mom than when, uh, cause she, she tries to shoehorn a lot of shit on me that it almost makes me feel like. You know, you do know me, right? You know, you raised me. We lived together for, you know, 20 years or whatever, you know. And she's like, yeah, you want to go to church Sunday? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Nope. But uh, anyway, uh, I just thought that was cute. I just, I, I, I love you, Mom. I, I mean, you made my day, and it was your day. So good on her. So your story here, uh, <laughs> just to unpack this, is that you were amused that one of your moms thinks it's amusing that somebody would offer you a Bible, thinking that you're that you're that bad of a person. Yes, is that is that what it is? Oh, I think she thought it was funny because uh, um, I don't think there was any. I, I think my my biological mom. I mean, it was there was no malicious intent there. It was just you know, but uh, it was just that she's like you know she doesn't know she doesn't know my son. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're not a guy that wants a Bible. Like and like I said, I actually thought she was setting me up to unload a bunch on me, but whatever. I'm going to back up from that's a beautiful story of Bibles <laughs> and Mother's Day and everything like that. But uh, I think the thing we need to unpack here is the whole Ancestry.com real quick. And mm. that is that you do realize that you at some point will be a connection now that you're in this database for some murderer or criminal, right? Ooh. You know how that works? You're in a database that somehow they can, con- that's what you're giving up. You're- I've heard the conspiracies, yes. Well, you've seen that some murders are solved. Through oh, <laughs> the, those, th- that whole. They'll never the catch me, Luz. They- I'm too good. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm a shaved ape when I go into a murder scene. <laughs>
any wisdom you'd like to share with us going forward in the last year and, and how things are going to be looking, I don't know, for the, the next year or so? Well, you know, now we're starting to get into the nuances of like people asking for proof of vaccination. For me, it's like, uh, okay, uh, for the greater good of society to find out who is now, we, we need to back up a step. The reality is, is that people are doing this not to control anybody. It's to prevent them from being sued. <laughs> That's why they're doing it. <laughs> the motivation is not for the greater good of the community. It's because nobody wants to potentially let somebody in that it could be traced that due to their lack of oversight, wound up becoming some sort of super spreader event, which eventually led to even one person's death or serious illness. So that's the reason why they're asking for it. Yeah. Now, if they want to relinquish those liabilities, which some people claim, but the same people that claim that, as soon as they something happens to them, they're the first one that calls a, a lawyer to sue somebody. So, you know, it, it, it really kind of comes down to, like, I just was on a plane, and a guy refused to wear a mask. And he was hammered before he got on the plane, him and his wife got on the plane, <laughs> Refused to put his mask on. Um, this flight attendant, who happened to be black, was telling him, "Listen, I mean, they made they gave him one at the gate. They told him we're going to have to wear it." His excuse was that he planned on continuing to drink alcohol the fl whole flight, so he technically doesn't have to wear it. Well, after a couple of times being told to wear the mask, the flight attendant said, "You know, dude, you're out of here." So the guy leaves the plane, and as he's leaving, he goes. The only reason why you're hassling me is because of this Black Lives Matter bullshit. And the whole plane goes, the whole plane groans, like, uh. really, really had to go there, you know? So He, he didn't bring up, up Antifa? No, yeah, no, no. And, I mean, the guy was just pissed off and angry. And, and drunk. So the, the plane, and drunk, the plane, and they told him, if you wait your mask for the rest of the flight, we're still not going to serve you any alcohol. You're too inebriated, blah, blah, blah. All pissed off. So the plane finally takes off. I go to use the bathroom. The flight shows standing. I was like, dude, sorry you have to go through that. He goes, oh, you have no idea. He goes, it's, it's out of control. It's like almost every flight now we have somebody like that. The interesting thing, this is the third flight in two days he's been thrown off of. So people are really worked up and they're riled up about this. And, you know, it seems to be a political thing because when they poll people consistently through various different polling sources that like 53% of the Republicans aren't going to get a vaccine where it's like 97% of Democrats. <laughs> so that tells me that it somehow became a political thing. It did. Oh, and yeah, of course. we don't even have to discuss why that got yeah. away. I think we actually covered that last time we talked. Yeah. So it's gotten to the point where, you know, for the greater good, things like airlines and I know cruises are talking about it. I know in California, the new updated um, lockdown releases for things like concerts or any mass gatherings, which I think is like 500 and up. People, they say that people are going to have to show proof of vaccination okay. because they're around too many people and it's too dangerous. So I, of course, on social media, have gotten into it with some libertarians, how they're saying it's totally illegal. And I just 
because I don't, well, I'm not, not a lawyer. Right. I'm not a lawyer and I'm not an infectious disease expert. So what I generally do in those situations when I'm ignorant to something is I go online and I find a non-biased, just like three different legal websites. Like every legal website I go to is saying that it is legal. Nothing I could find five pages in was saying that it really, especially after the Supreme Court ruled that uh, a, a bakery could turn people away for because they didn't agree with their their lifestyle and they wouldn't bake them a gay couple of cake. And I don't have a problem with that. I went and got vaccinated. Like I said, I'm a biology major. I've looked into this. I got it. I feel great. I'm just really grateful I get to go play music and everything else. All of the BS that people are talking about, that it messes with your genetic coding and all that. <laughs> That's all nonsense. Um, you know, they're saying that it's untested. That's nonsense. This type of technology has been, you know, has been gone through. The reason why they got the damn thing together so fast is because they've been working on this for about a year. They just coded it and designed the damn thing to be specific for this coronavirus. So, you know, for me, I just can't wait till they ask me for my darn card. And then I see these people going, well, I'm just going to falsify it. And it's like, okay, well, you want to risk whatever the penalties and fines. The guy that got thrown off the plane got greeted with a $15,000 fine when he got off the plane. Mm. So... I know that's going to make people angry and everything, but at some point we have to get back to being a society that has to live amongst each other. And there's zero proof of anything but a 0.0001% issue with the vaccine. And even that stuff hasn't been correlated directly to the vaccine. So I just, you know, everyone's screaming about the economy and everything else. Well, the way to do that now that we have a, a... you know, uh, a tool to protect ourselves and to protect others and put this thing in the closet as we are doing in this country more so than any other country is by everybody getting vaccinated that can not because their conspiracy website tells them not to, or their news channel that they choose to watch tells them it's a bad idea, but because the science backs it up. And the, the hundreds of millions of people that have gotten the darn thing with mm-hmm. a 0.00001% problem is enough data for me that for everything to reopen so that these bars can get back to making their living and so that we can get back to our lives. It's like, go get the damn vaccine. There's people in other countries that I know that I'm rolling the dice on come September. I'm going to Europe. Right. You know, they can't get the vaccine fast enough. They have a, had a slower rollout. So by then it should be okay. But we are the test case on this, that it's working really well. And, you know, there's other little subtle factors where the thing to worry about is, you know, whether the virus mutates before we can knock it all the way back. And there's definitely a booster shot coming, which I know is also going to make people's heads explode again. <laughs> I don't have a problem. We've never with that. heard that term before in our life, by the way. Is this like yeah. right? Exactly. And like, like schools haven't been asking kids for their measles and polio and smallpox vaccinations for thirty years. I mean, come on. It's like it just seems like people want to be worked up and angry, like the guy on the plane, for whatever reason. At some point, we've got to put common sense back 
and look at all this stuff and just go, okay, we finally, finally have something that we know really works because it's, you know, sort of half-assed math policies, hypocritical math policies, hypocritical lockdowns. Those, this thing was bigger than any of those things and we paid the price for it. So it's like, please people just get the damn thing and let's knock this thing back and get back to trying to be coexistent in the society with, with the, you know, the things that we get to enjoy and stop worrying as to whether in principle you being asked as to whether you're possibly going to kill other people that are immunocompromised. Really that, that, that power, that principle of legal and libertarian freedoms is so important to you that you really to risk, risk other people's health and lives. Come on. It's like, let, let's move on here and try to get back to normal. I don't do any too too many things extravagant. I don't make uh, banana cream pies or whatever you make on the on the uh, grill. But you know, like, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you, you got kids. You will be a hero for about 20 minutes. You will be like the most impressive human being on the planet to them. And you know, they'll eventually move on. But uh, for that right. small little window, man, Dad was fucking Superman, <laughs> and it's super easy. So I, I recommend it. Yeah, I definitely have to check it out. Yeah, we don't do too much crazy stuff on the grill. You know, I'm pretty pretty a novice at the grill, I guess, at this point. Well, do you have a a like a go to recipe you'd like to share, or some kind of like walkthrough? We don't have to get too intricate in this, uh, but I, I think as I go, I want to kind of like share what what some people like to get into here. You know, I, I I've heard the one episode so far of this, and so I know not too much has been taken from yep. the grilling. Actually, so, you nothing know what I like has. On a, so uh, <laughs> okay. other than the banana thing that I shared, that's it. All right. Well, the, the one thing on the grill that I, I as a go-to is just a nice, almost burnt hot dog. <laughs> really? You like, like it that way, huh? Yeah. You know, you just get them like right up to being burnt and then you pull them off, man. Oh, that's, I that's get That's like you. the best part. Uh, Not black, but. <laughs> my, my, no, I like them uh, boiled. Like, uh, just like, that's my preferred way to have a hot dog. Uh, but, but of course, uh, the, my lovely wife prefers it like the way you cook it. So yeah, we have those in the summertime. Um, well, I thought that for the first time that, you know, since I, I shared a little bit last, uh, uh, with that, that debut episode, I'm going to give like, it, this would actually be good for you because for people who want like a, just a kick, 
a really kick-ass burger, but they're not. They're kind of whatever beginner, or they just don't care that much. But it, they're like, you know, it would be nice to just have like an easy process. So here's a way to knock people out of the park with with a hamburger. Okay, uh, the, the the first thing you want to make sure is you have a good bun and a really easy bun to get to me. Uh, in other words, stay away from those fucking store brand ones that are like eighty nine cents for uh, eight of them. Whatever, save those for the sloppy joes. An easy go-to that's easy to find is just get a potato bun. I mean, it's perfect for a burger. It's very sweet and, and just soft. And just, If you don't want to fuck around and get it too into this, that's, that's a nice little shortcut. That's kind of what I'm going for here. If you don't want to go like all in like I do sometimes with the grilling, but you want like a, something easy to make, but you want it to be good, and then you're, the meat has to be 80-20. You go any less fat, it's just, it's, it's just not going to be as tasty. And more fat is actually just really garbage meat, so just stay away from that. And not that <laughs> stuff in the little plastic tubes. That is not real hamburger. You get something that the butcher ground up there at the grocery store. But it's easy. It's shit to, it's easy to find. But And make one you know, third-pound patty. So you make basically one pound, make three balls, and smash them on down. Uh, Amy's trying to distract me right now. Um, so that, that, that's basically it. And then you salt and pepper it. That's it. Put them on the grill. Uh, grill them until there's just a little bit of a good, a good amount of actual blood pooling on the top. Flip it one time. Cook it about that same amount of time on that side. And then, boom, you're basically done. Uh, brown the, bur- the buns either with butter or without. You can do it either way. Butter, butter is a little tastier. Without, it's a little healthier. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's the, if, if there's one go-to, it's lettuce, tomato, onion, cheese. So And the, the softer cheese melts better, so... Those, those are my, my quick tips there, uh, Baco's Burger Tips. So you can get more freaky if you want to. You can garnish it however you like. You can season it differently. But it, like I said, if you're kind of on the low end, you don't want to put a lot of work in, salt and pepper, that's it, 80-20 beef. Just make sure you don't overcook it. You're going to be fine. So you don't go eggs or breadcrumbs or anything like that in your, in your patty? I wouldn't say never, but for the most part, no. Um, uh, like you know, like the, the, there's certain recipes that call for different things. I'll, I'll use chorizo for for certain recipes. I think, like I said, if you really want to get intricate, but the whole point of this one was to like maybe give somebody out there who's like, you know, it's kind of fun to go out and have a beer and grill, and I'd also like the shit that I cook to kind of taste good. So it's a real quick and easy way. To, those are just go tos if you just want to be safe. That's the way to do it. And uh, again, as long as you don't burn or overcook shit, it should be fine. Start with the membrane. <laughs> you know what the McRib is? It's all the membranes that have been pulled off of ribs. <laughs> oh, <that's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's nothing but that. Oh, God. Uh, McMembrane. McMembrane. Hmm? <laughs>
Delish. Oh, hey, let's let's get into some of the topics we had set up for today. Uh, enough of me complaining and whining about a, a friend on Facebook. Um, you, said, <laughs> I remember when you sent this to me. I'm like, why is he sending me this? So I'm going to actually let you take the lead because we have talked about it a little more. I get it now, but yeah, you sent me an article. I'm just going to read the headline and, and kick it to you. It says, <laughs> Spotify <laughs> Spotify acquires exclusive rights to Dak Shepard podcast. I'm <laughs> armchair expert. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I'm not sure if anybody listening to the show was like, you know, I can't wait to hear the Dak Shepard update on Cobras <laughs> and Fire, right? <laughs> First, should we even mention who he is? I guess, yeah. I mean, knows? he's um, now. It turned out you didn't know that he was on, um, or didn't recall anyway that he was part of Punked. Uh, he was he's basically Ashton Kutcher's best friend, and at that time, I think an up and coming comedian uh, actor. Uh, but yeah, he is like the uh, uh, he's in so many episodes. It's kind of like the foil. Okay, so that I didn't know. That makes it makes much more sense now. That you told me that because he definitely seems like an Ashton part two, mm-hmm. but uh, and Ashton yeah. Kutcher to remind people, you know him because he wanted, didn't think Target had baby changing stations in the men's room. Um. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher is calling for more changing stations in men's restrooms, highlighting a gender imbalance and getting a lot of traction online. Hi, I'm Kristen Goodwin with Buzz sixty, and I can see his frustration. The actor and Mila Kunis welcomed baby Wyatt Isabel into the world a few months ago, but the former two and a half men star is having trouble finding changing tables in men's restrooms. On his Facebook page, he posts, there are never diaper changing stations in men's public restrooms. Adding, the first public men's room that I go into that has one gets a free shout out on my Facebook page. Hashtag be the change. Yeah, he started a literal petition uh, to have them put in <laughs> Target's. And Target's like, they've been there since 1991. Thank you. For- <laughs> He heard, but he but he revolutionized. Now I can change my baby anywhere. Thanks, yeah. Ashton. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, carry on. Uh, yeah, so so going back to that, so Dax Shepard, uh, if, if you don't know, he is married to, please help me. Sarah Marshall. Wrong. Oh, Sarah Marshall, but the actress's <laughs> name is? Uh, Kristen Bell or something like that. But, uh, there you go. There she you broke go. Jason Siegel's heart in that movie, and I'll never forgive her. Uh, she's off banging a rock star. She's just a horrible person. She deserves the misery she gets from being married to Dak Shepard. Once again, that's a role, not the person. <laughs> you she's sound the... just like my wife. My God. Okay. That that uh, Vince Neil would have a bad show coming out of COVID, especially with the 
floating monster head video for somebody's birthday when he was doing the uh, <laughs> the cameo. Was that? Hey, Decker, this is Vince Neil. I want to say uh, happy birthday, brother. Uh, this is actually from uh, uh, Christian, Mom, Ethan, and Blake. So uh, keep on rocking, shout the devil, and uh, and do. Yeah, do some feel good stuff in four in big old big old four row, you man. All right, see you later. Cameo, yeah, uh, appearance during uh, COVID for somebody's birthday or whatever. All like that, fucking supposed, hammered, uh, all hammered, and also this was when he was supposed to be uh, hitting the gym. Right, yeah, I remember we, we, the we we remember my speculation was he, the contract just says I have to lose forty pounds. It doesn't say where he might just cut a leg off. Like, <laughs> yeah, that might be his backup plan. Is like I'll get to this. Uh, wow. But yeah, um, actually, on news on that front, um, this must be getting to the other bands because I just shared it in the, the Cobras on Fire group this morning. But there's a headline where Phil Collin from Def Leppard says, "Well, Vince has a year to get in shape," so they clearly fucking know. Uh, Whoa! So we actually responded to this like, "Damn! I hope he gets his action gear." I well, I guess I, I, I kind of like train wreck Vince. Um, the problem is, is that if it carries on, then the result is is something that isn't as is, is fun to to pick on or anything of that nature. I'm just talking about you know things the way things ended with Janie Lane. By the way, is not funny at all. Um, so I guess in a certain way, I do kind of hope Vince gets his shit together, but I really don't give a fuck. This guy hasn't given a crap about his career in 20, 30 years. Actually, he never has. I mean, let's, let's talk about the video specifically. Oh, yes, yes. We should get into that. So there's a video out of, of his first performance and fair, you know, to be fair, he got to the 14th song in the set before he decided to, to call it a night. But yeah, one thing, look, Vince has always sucked. But this, this is the first time that I can think of where he literally said, you know what? My voice is shot. I'm leaving. And then the band is stuck there because... And I guarantee this is what's happening. There's backing tracks for that those girls, girls, girls oh, chorus. Um, and they know if they stop playing, that's still going to go through the, the speakers and nobody's going to be singing. Nobody's going to be playing. So they just kind of hover on to get through that. Um, and so he kind of put everybody in kind of a shitty spot when he did it. But I've seen people comment on this, and, and, and I'll kick it to you in just a second, but... Stop telling me Vince is ripping people off, okay? You know, I it this is uh, the, uh, I, I I commented on a post of uh, on Twitter from uh, um, Pat Francis, and he was saying you know something along those lines. You know, bands you shouldn't rip fans off, and I agree by the way. But this is like showing up. Like my comment was, this is akin to going to a Kiss concert now and crying foul because Ace and Peter aren't there. If you don't know by this point, if you're willing to pay for that, then that's what you get. If, if that's a deal breaker for you, don't go fucking see Vince. You know, I, this is just who he is. It's laughable to think that in a year, the ne- this next year he's going to take serious as opposed to the last year. Keep on rocking, shout the devil, and, uh, and do, yeah, do some feel-good stuff. At four, uh, you know, he right. had four months to get in shape initially. Then he got a full year on top of that, and he's in worse shape than his entire life. I think Ian Wadley's... Uh of the rock and metal combat 
podcast, his comment on this was somebody said, hey, he should lip sync. And he says, if anybody pays to go to this, they deserve live vocals. billionaires are whipping out their dicks and trying to be the first guy on just on the tip of space. Uh, just the tip? <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> I had a Cobra hack that we could do to get our own person into space. Now, it's a little too late nice. to be the first, but we could be maybe the cheapest. We could get the most you know, regular Joe up there, if you so okay. to say. Um, so here's my idea. It kind of ties into the whole ladder thing. Now, space is about... Oh, they said 50, the NASA at 50 miles says you're in space, 50 miles straight okay. up. Okay. Oh, and I think, okay. I think one of the, um, small dick billionaires is going about 52 miles and the other smaller dicked one says that's nice, tiny penis there. But, uh, Jeff Bezos tiny dick is going to go to 62 miles. And this is in what going up in one of the SpaceX rockets. Oh, you, you're not is? familiar with what I'm talking about. No. no, they both have their own little things. Uh, what's his name? What is the Richard Branson is the, 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 sure. the billionaire for Virgin. Uh, he has, uh, it's like a plane carrying a spaceship underneath it that goes up and then the spaceship is let go and it shoots into space and they sit there for okay. five or six minutes and then come back. Uh, the Bezos one is one of the most phallic looking things ever. It literally has kind of like uh, <laughs> that circumcised tip and his is just going up there. They float around for 11 minutes and then return and not to be outdone. I believe Elon Musk is going to be at uh, Branson's uh, launch site today. I, it might be launching right as we're speaking here. As a matter of fact, wow, um, timely. So anyway, we're going to use we're going to go a little further than than um, uh, Mr. Bezos, uh, the Amazon guy. 
so we're going to look at 63 miles, and roughly the, the, the city of St. Cloud from my house is 63 miles. So here's my idea. We get a ladder, and we make one that is stretches from here to St. Cloud, and we, 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 we strap a chair on the end in St. Cloud, right? All right, and we just get a bunch of people together and, and, and a bunch of rope. And we, we put a helmet on the guy sitting in the chair, and we all just kind of slowly pull that ladder straight up. Once it's uh, perfectly straight, dudes in space. Bam. I, I'm sorry. Uh, do, do you have an engineering degree, or what, what's going on here? Uh, no, I'm, I'm more of an, you know, self-taught amateur engineer. None of those are really fucking good. Describe again. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a 63-mile long ladder. At one end oh. is a chair. Mm. And at the other, and somewhere in the middle, we have ropes tied up, and then we just have people pulling towards, you know, like pulling the the, the ladder so it slowly goes straight up erect. Oh, and once it's basically, yeah. you know, got a nice, uh, basically horizontal, or you know, got a nice forty-five degree angle there, or ninety degree, the, the dude's in space. Interesting. Tell me why it wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't know how to react to this. This was not what I thought you were going to present to me. Desmond Child, by the way, singing. Oh, it was. Yes, that was Desmond Child. It was not. I'm going with it. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll put that non-fact out there. <laughs> but what does anyway. Eric Miller call him? The not true facts. Untrue facts. Untrue facts. Untrue facts. Yeah. But but yeah. But you could just they're just locked in. That was that was really cool to see because I never saw that lineup originally. Hmm. Um, and then we had I'm gonna say uh, we have uh, Josh Toomey uh, yeah. fanning himself with uh, Baco's the, uh, the the headliner's uh, uh, face fan. Face fan. Um, but. But then we had members of Accept come up there and play, obviously, some Accept songs and things like that. But I don't know. Is there anybody else that I'm missing? You know, I was, the main ones. I was uh, about 50-50 in and out. Yeah, yep. so yep. Um, you're catching up with a lot of people at the a same time. A lot of people. You know, uh, yeah, who did we catch up with last night, too? Just to say, because a lot of us is a, it's about the music, but it's well, also about the... I couldn't believe the... fucking Bryn from Flip was there. That was a shocker. I had no <laughs> idea who was going to be in town or anything like that. Um, Courtney Cronendold. Courtney Cronendold stopped with by. her. We got and to then meet uh, Don Jameson briefly. Yep, Don Jameson. Ricky, of course. Uh, Ricky. Well, Ron Keel we caught up with. Yep. But then fellow podcasters, yep. that's where I first talked to Bill. Yep. Billy Elam. Um, talked to Ron Keel at the fire exit. Did, didn't see Sinzak until that, until the... Well, that's right, of course. Yeah, Rand, so. uh, obviously, the Decibel Geek... Uh, uh, brothers, um, no, talked to Aaron for a little bit too, and 
I mean, it's just a part. It's a party. So it was, a, it was a great setup. I, I couldn't think of a better. It, I, I actually enjoyed it. The this not being at the hotel because it was a more of a rock vibe and a more natural setting um, than than the. Uh, I like the setting better, but I don't know that it would really matter that much if yeah. they did that exact same thing at that same setup la the last time. I would have enjoyed it just as much. I'll have um, to. We'll just have different opinions on but it. But it, it is the a very cool club. But That's all I'm uh, yeah. yeah. Once the music starts, you know, the atmosphere is nice, but, uh, sure. you know, also not spending 50 bucks on an Uber, that's pretty nice. Well, yes, so. that, there are those those things. Yeah, so. But uh, that's pretty much my recap Thanks. for last night. Okay, yeah, that's all I got, too. Uh, we got a bunch to get into today, so that'll be following pretty much what we're talking about right now. Yep, yeah, oh, and then it ended with a, a Ron Keel nightcap for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's like, I, I, I forgot I to tell you this. I was like, can, I, can I jump in here for a second? Sure. I, I've heard of cock blocking. I got keel blocked last night. <laughs> I, got in, I got into the, uh, the elevator. And, and Ron Keel was there, and uh, all of a sudden, that no, we gets, caught him gets outside. Up. He walked sure. in with us. Yeah, sure. All right, tell, then, tell the whole but, but story we, here. All right, fine. We meet him outside. We go on the elevator, and I get off on floor five, and uh, and you're like, I'm gonna stick with this guy. And okay, I got, uh, I got here, here's the part you're, you're leaving out, but yeah, it's, it's not, not too far from the truth. Um, he was telling us a story, yeah. and it was only halfway through it. And I just I wanted to ride and just talk to him and wrap it up. And then, we, yeah, him and I sat and, you know, we uh, he has a hot tub in his room, so that's where it held. <laughs> and, you, and you tucked him in. <laughs> tucked him make, in. make sure he took all of his, all of his uh, you know, whatever, nighttime routine. Put the, uh, put the lotion. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was like, it was about 10 minutes, but you were like, yeah, it seemed like you were up there a long time. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty odd. But anyway, it was, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, listen, last last year it was a Cobb Salad with Michael Sweet and yeah. uh, uh, who else was in there? Oh, uh, Tony Harnell. Tony Harnell. And, and their lady, lady com Yeah, and companions. the lady. Things. So this time you end up with, you always end up at, at Rock and Pod, you're going to take an elevator ride with a rock star at some point. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah we point. ended up, uh, I ended up with the, a piece, a piece well, and right, a peachy. Tell me that too. Yeah, um, <laughs> we get in and uh, um, Vinny's like, they all say like, nine and then Vinny's like 13 and then it dawned on me he was like I don't think I've been in an elevator that had a 13th floor right and then um, Carmine's like yeah they don't usually have them and then uh, Vinny was like I always ask for the 13th floor and I'm like <laughs> What is, what is going on here right now? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, and that was two. right after we're like, you know, he's standing right behind you at the buffet waiting to get eggs. Yeah, I felt some pressure. <laughs> like, yeah, not every day I'm getting uh, eggs at a breakfast buffet and Carmine right. Apice is tapping. Yeah. He's like finger tapping with silverware. Yeah, exactly. He's like, that's his impatient. Even yeah. drummers just, just drum all yeah, the time. Yeah, baby. Keep no, the time. Keep, keep everybody moving on the buffet.
right, who said the following? I've been on the keto diet for a couple of months, and it's paying off. I can make the Ron Keel chili. Was that Ron Keel or Ted Nugent? <laughs> Who likes to go first, Elsie? Hmm. I usually I'm, have music kind of playing. I'm going to say that was Ron Keel because he injected his name into the conversation. Mm. <laughs> yes? Ron? I think it was Ted Nugent because Ted Nugent loves my chili. Is that your uh, official answer? <laughs> yes, sure. Okay. <laughs> How about a show of hands? Who thinks it's Ron Keel? <laughs> Who thinks Ted Nugent uh, loves his chili? <laughs> <laughs> That was said live on Cobras and Fire, so you know it wasn't Ted Nugent. That was Ron Keel. Yes! One point for LC. All right, right, the next quote I got. This is, who said the following? Was this Ted Nugent or former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich? (laughs) Ted Nugent or Newt Gingrich? All right. The people I surround myself with are so such an inspiration. They're so motivational. They're so dynamic and positive. They, you really can't stop that positive force when everything and everyone around you is so positive. Was that Ted Nugent or former Speaker of the House, Ted Newt Gingrich? I'm going to go with Newt because there wasn't any, any mention of killing animals in that, in that sentence. I think that was Ron Keel. <laughs> I'm sure you understand the rules. You, I know you don't yes. like Ted Nugent or Newt Gingrich, so Newt Nugent, I think, said that. Newt Nugent. Newt Nugent. All right. Uh, this isn't about who I like and don't like. That's a very that's a cheat. That's a cheat. Uh, yeah. Come on, give us one. Come on. That has to be Newt Gingrich. Ted Nugent would uh, be a little more uh, colorful with his verbiage, I believe. I'm sorry, Ron. With that, oh, I'm sorry, audience. I guess I tipped my hand now. Oh! And, uh, that was Ted Nugent. It was Ted Damn Gingrich. It. So that LC's got two in a row now. Now, for those listening, the record is eight. Don Jameson got eight of these, and he's actually contesting one of them. Um, so he thinks he got nine. Uh, nobody else has got higher than six. Yeah. Uh, and to me, back I, there, I, am, I, I am higher than six right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but since the prize is just a half drink Coors Light, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not a lot at stake. Okay, who's at the following? Ted Nugent or Dirty Harry? Fictional character, Dirty Harry. Nothing wrong with shooting as long as the right people get shot. Was that Ted Nugent or Dirty Harry? You go, go first. That was, that was Dirty Harry. Okay, what do you think, Elsie? No, that's, that's 100% Nuge. Okay, what about the audience? Was that Ted Nugent? Anybody think of Dirty Harry? That was Dirty Harry Callahan. Damn it! So that is one point for Ron Keel. Which movie? <laughs> Come on. You don't do your research? I did, but I cut it down just so I had only the quotes. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say it's from the Deadpool. All right. <laughs> Who's at the following, Ted Nugent or Kid Rock? When the law disarms good guys... Bad guys rejoice. This is basically a, a, a pick 'em, but uh, Ted Nugent or Kid Rock? Man, do you want this first? That was Ted Rock. Damn it! All right. Now I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Nugent this one too because it didn't have big ass or whatever like big ass honky tonk, big ass everything like that. For, so it's not Kid Rock. All right, what do you got, Nugent or Kid Rock? Come on. I'm going with Nuge on that one. You guys both get a point there. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting to ask the audience. Look, this aspect is very new to me. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Was it Jason Bakken or Elsie? Ron Ron is buying a round of beer for everybody before my mistake. Yes. uh, (laughs) That may not be true. Um, All right, who said the following? Uh, Can we get a bartender or a waitress in here real quick? Get a waitress in here. I'll buy a round for the house. What? Oh, my goodness. What a great guy. 
<laughs> Who said the following? Uh, Ted Nugent or feminist Gloria Steinem? Mm. Ted Nugent or Gloria Steinem? Only an abuser can make the decision to stop abusing. Was that Ted Nugent or Gloria Steinem? <laughs> Went a little heavy on that this. A little one, heavy on folks. that one. Um, man. It seems like a switcheroo. Mm. Mm. I just I'm, want you to know that the only place you can get quality entertainment like this is on the Cobras and Fire podcast, all right? Cobrasandfire.com. Right on. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for the plug. <sighs> that was I'm, Gloria Steinem. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go Gloria. I'll, I'll go Gloria. Audience, who thinks it's Gloria Steinem? What about Ted Nugent? That was the nude. Damn it! I did a switcheroo, switcheroo. I figured that's why that was a. Sucker. I knew that. I just wanted to kind of steer you in a different right. direction. Okay. <laughs> Who said the following? Was this Ted Nugent or former Green Bay Packer quarterback Brett Favre? <laughs> Wisconsin's a special place. Was that Ted Nugent or <laughs> Green Bay Packer Brett Favre? You actually <laughs> stayed up all night working on yeah, shit. That's like a lot of research. <laughs> About 14 minutes. <laughs> okay. That's all night. That's got to be uh, Brett Favre. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Nuge on this one. Okay. Ooh, all right. Uh, I think it's the switch. Audience, Brett Favre. What about Ted Nugent? That was Brett Favre. So Ron Keel ties it up. He's. It's, we got a tight game here. Right. How many we got left? Just uh. Well, I think four. Okay. But uh, anyway. Good lord. All right. Who said the following? Was this Ted Nugent or Charles Manson? <laughs> Jason's a big Ted Nugent fan, I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> you eat meat. He's quotable. Yes. Uh, exactly. yeah. He is. You eat meat with your teeth and you kill things. Was that Ted Nugent or Charles Manson? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to keep. You know what? I'm going to do this just like I did my, my tests in, uh, in, in school. I'm just going to keep going Nuge. Just, just right down the line. One of, one of the times it's going to hit. Ted Manson. <laughs> You're gonna That's keep doing. Nuge. No, it's Nuge. All right, what about yeah. audience? Who thinks Charles Manson? Oh, one guy. All right, Sean Cullen. Uh, what about uh, Nuge? Is everybody's Nuge? That was Charles Manson. Oh, damn! Still three to three. We've got a couple more here left. All right, everyone, include. Oh, I'm sorry. Who said the following? Uh, <laughs> Duck Dynasty patriarch uh, Phil Robertson or Ted Nugent? <laughs> um, Everyone, including Hillary Clinton, knows Hillary is an unsavory and unethical scoundrel and an obvious accomplished liar. Was that Ted Nugent live on stage, or was that uh, Phil Robertson, uh, the inventor of the, the duck whistle? Again, I'm just going to keep it boring. I'm going, I'm going Nugent. It's Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a third choice. <laughs> he never had sex with that woman. There you go. <laughs> you know, I guarantee Bill definitely said this. What were my choices again? Uh, Are you going to ask the audience this time? Phil Robertson or Ted Nugent? Gloria Steinem. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going with Elsie with the Nuge. Man. All right, what do we think? Is this a Nuge? <laughs> what about Phil Robertson, Duck Dynasty guy? All right, that was Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Oh all right, so you got two left here. These are your, your last two chances to either split the tie or end it in a tie. And either way, it doesn't matter. We're just trying to make people laugh. All right, who said... Working. All right, that's good. <laughs> who said the following? Uh, Ted Nugent or rapper Easy e Was this Ted Nugent or Easy e <laughs> The war is coming to the streets of America, and if you're not practicing with your guns, then you will be helpless. Was that Easy e or Ted Nugent? 
Nooch. Borgen. Okay, yeah, all right. The war is coming to the streets of America, and if you're not practicing with your guns, then you will be helpless. <sighs> no, I'm, I'm just going Nooch again. I'm going to keep it, keep it going this way. Well, it certainly wasn't Joe Biden that said that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's doing this for my benefit. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, too. Yeah. Man. I'm, I'm going with the Nuge. <laughs> All right. You guys both get a point. That was Ted Nugent. Knew it. All right. Here's the last one. This one's a ringer, though, okay? Who said the following? Ted Nugent or Cobras and Fire co-host Baco? <laughs> How fucked up is the NFL that they allow this in the workplace? Was this Ted Nugent or was this me on one of our podcasts? Well, I can't answer that. Allow what I know in the, the workplace? What do they allow in the workplace? That The quote is cut for a very specific reason. Well, I guess what it was? It was... Uh... No, I, I, can't, I can't say more. Yeah. It was you, yes, Baco. Baco gets my vote on this one. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah audience. Because we all me. listen yeah, to the Cobras and Fire podcast at cobrasandfire.com. the man known as the voice of Van Halen, uh, Mitch Malloy. Uh, Mitch. Mitch Malloy is back in the news. He has his own, well, it's called Mitch Malloy's Van Halen Experience. Right down to where he's actually using the fucking Van Halen logo. So, uh, wow. And, th- th- yeah, this is the guy who doesn't want to be known as that guy who, you know, goes around telling people, I'm, I was in Van Halen. I don't want to be known as the, the crazy guy who goes around saying he's in Van Halen. Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, Mitch Malloy was almost the replacement singer of Sammy Hagar. According to only one source, though. Uh, Mitch Malloy. Yeah, he has a little documentary on YouTube called Mitch Malloy, Van Halen's Lost Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually lost? Yeah, play? and it's it's uh, well, we've wow. we've played clips of it on the show over the years. We've we've had a lot of fun. Yes, we have at uh, at Mitch's teeth. It's nice that this is. Uh, I think it was pointed out to us by I don't, one of the listeners. I don't I don't want to misquote, uh, but uh, it was pointed out that the uh, the event is ticketed by Eventbrite, which seems to go right in <laughs> line right. with uh, his Aquafresh teeth. <laughs> My God, beautiful! By the way, attractive man. That Mitch, a beautiful, beautiful smile, hair, yeah, great hair, perfect teeth. Yeah. 
his, his teeth is like that uh, that that uh, that episode of Friends where Ross whitens his teeth, and just glow in the dark. <laughs> Never saw it. It's beautiful for those that have. Uh, uh, was that on after Ted Lasso? <laughs> Great show. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just read the announcement. About this event, and it's Mitch Malloy, a celebration of Van Halen. It's got a picture of him and his uh, his beautiful locks with a Van Halen logo slapped on top of it. Not sure how you can get away with that. And it says, uh, Mitch Malloy, the lead singer of iconic rock band Great White. <laughs> Let's start off there. Is he, it, that's kind of misleading too. Yeah? It's typical it's a typical kind of uh, self-written bio. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him have iconic. I'm gonna let him have that. But it's okay. it is misleading because uh, I I guess do they even play any well whatever. It's a little misleading because he's he's somewhat new to the great white world. That's what I mean. But anyway, but Mitch Malloy, the lead singer of iconic rock band Great White All true. hit Hit solo artist, hit. Okay, uh, now that's award-winning. Now song. we're now we're getting a little dicey. Uh, okay, uh, how about award-winning songwriter? Who's who's the awards uh, from? Well, like uh, the Buffalo. What was that one guy that was going to sing for Vinnie Vincent? Maybe Mitch uh, won a couple awards from that uh, Buffalo City Council. Uh, oh, okay. And producer, what has he produced? His own records, I think. Okay, he was also chosen to replace Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. Hmm. Soon after, okay, and but the, the odd thing about this thing is that it doesn't go further than that. <laughs> it's like he was re, he was chosen to replace wasn't. Yeah, uh, that's not there. Soon after Eddie's death, Rolling Stone magazine reached out to Mitch to get insight <laughs> to his time with the band. <laughs> they did. It just if that's true, then we know what we were just talking about in the last episode that about Rolling Stone being a shell of itself. Yeah, come on, Mitch. The Rolling Stone did they really dig that deep? I mean, come on. I, we let's we got to do some more research. I don't have to see that feature. Mitch's story was so intriguing that his interview evolved into a feature for Rolling Stone. Hmm. Got to check this out. All right, uh, keep, for year, keep going. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, for years, fans have asked Mitch to perform Van Halen so they can have a glimpse into what the legendary band would have sounded like with. Now Mitch he's front. crossed the line. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think your friends and family uh, talking about it count. Yo, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. Yes, they, that's a typo there, actually. And I'm, I'm sorry, I misread that. It says, for years, Fan has asked Mitch to perform Van Halen. And by the way, uh, anyway. he, I think he spelled mom wrong. Uh, I think so, too. Hey, aren't you that guy from Cobras and Fire? <laughs> I get asked that a lot. Anyway, it says, these requests kept pouring in. So, for one night only, Mitch will be hosting a celebration of Van Halen with an A-list band. What percentage do you think he's going to do of Van Halen songs, Sammy songs, Gary Sharon songs, and Mitch Malloy songs? So, what what percentage of I mean, I, what is he like? How much of each version is he going to have? I think the greatest thing would be if it, if he came in there and he just said, "Hey, good evening, everybody. I'm really excited to do this, and I'm going to play all the songs." All the unreleased Mitch Beloy <laughs> Van Halen songs.
Keith Rockford uh, is apparently got so much money to burn that he uh, he went out and got a, a cameo of Mitch Malloy for me for my birthday that uh, people can check out in the uh, Facebook group. I know you've had a chance to see it. I got to tell you, I think Mitch put the proper level of effort into this. Uh, <laughs> I do, too. Are we going to play it? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Baco! Happy birthday, dude! Happy birthday! Say happy birthday! Happy birthday, Baco! Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Baco! Happy birthday to you! You rock! Yeah! I just got off the stage with the Great Whites. We just had a rocking show, and it was a blast as always. And I hope you have a great birthday, man. Okay, you take care. See you on the stage. Bangkok, oriental setting, and the city don't know what the city is getting. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but Yul Brynner. Time flies, doesn't seem a minute since the Tyrolean Spa had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level, there's no ordinary venue. It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or... Every single person is a country bumpkin. <laughs> I think I think we got Gene's motivation in every single character. Uh-uh. Court gets banged in a in a, a Winnebago later in the movie. If that helps you guys decide. Okay. We're gonna scare him. <laughs> Boo <clears throat> That's right He just strived toward him He'll do move You can do it again Okay <laughs> I can sympathize with you kids The best I can do is call the station a carpenter And have them keep a look at oh, Fuck me <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the script <laughs> oh, Fuck me that. Megan <laughs> <laughs> Call me daddy <laughs> All right, there's the Easter egg. Yeah. Don't call me daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, attracted to the good-looking prisoner, walks towards his hey, cell. No. Jason, Sorry. who? Go ahead. Yeah, let me do it one more time. Sorry, I screwed, I screwed that up. Do the Megan. Yeah, I don't know that this line needs to be in there. I think we just go with... Uh, I think the sexual what? tension uh, <laughs> build, builds on its own with these two. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just skip that line. We'll go right to Megan here. We're going to scorch you in that shit pile pickle of yours. Pickle. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> delicious. Don't call me Where's daughter. that pickle been? Half pickle will travel. My ass? Yeah, that's fat too. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Doesn't like doesn't doesn't sound like Larry is a very good businessman. <laughs> it's quota. Huh. It has all to do with his accent. 
Oh, God, I got to reset here. All right, you ready? Dig it up. Hell, what kind of butthole does he think I am? <laughs> that's line, that's, that's the, the line of the entire movie, by the way. Son of a bitch. That's my daughter. Son of dog. a shitting bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Do it again. I'm, I missed that glorious part. <laughs> I think that might be the best line of the movie. Jill in court in this next scene. We, we need a Jill. I can do Jill. All right. Andy's got Jill. Who's going to be banging me? <laughs> Andy. Wait a second, Court. You didn't call... Re- <laughs> <laughs> this might be the hardest line to do, huh? <laughs> oh, your wife just must be upstairs just rolling her eyes listening to this shit. <laughs> She's her worst. They're actually going to have a series on on Hulu. Who knows how many episodes that is? But it stars um, uh, in the roles of the people that stole the videotapes. Nick Offerman uh, is in from uh, Parks and Rec, and uh, who's the uh, Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. My sister Those says I look like Seth Rogen. Hmm. I thought you were Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a draw there, there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, it's got those guys. And then um, who plays Pamela Anderson, which I was pretty shocked about, is actually if you've ever uh, – well, you probably – there's a girl that, that has been in like Disney movies who plays like the live action like Cinderella and stuff that uh, they definitely did a ton of makeup on her for Pamela Anderson. And, and there's some dude that's actually one of the Avengers, I guess. I don't know which which character he plays in the Marvel movies, but that's who's Tommy Lee. Yeah, asking you the know? wrong guy. Uh, okay. Uh, Dave so, Brewington, leave it in the comments, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. But those are the – looks like the uh, – I don't know. It looks all right. From the, I got to tell you, look, I, my expectations for this were so fucking low. So I don't know if that has a lot to do with this. This actually looks I mean, we got to watch it for the show, I suppose. Um, sure. That's going to be my excuse when I tell, tell Amy that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, this looks a fuck ton better than I expected. This actually yeah. looks like it might be an enjoyable watch. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like The Dirt, which was a horrible, horrible movie that was mm-hmm. fun to sit through. Oh, this looks like it would be much better than the dirt to me. And uh, I think they'll have fun with, uh, I mean, I think that Seth Rogen is the producer, maybe not the writer, but the person that, that like made this <laughs> a thing. Did, you know hey, I mean? Real quick. Did you see his movie, American Pickle? No. Oh my Go God. Ahead. Is this your father? No, that's David Bowie. Is this your mother? 
No, that's also David Bowie. That whole poster is David Bowie. This may be more my kind of humor than yours, but yeah, he's a turn of the century, like 1900 to, to the 1900 era there. Um, pickler in New York City. <laughs> And they okay. close down the pickle plant just as he falls into uh, a big vat of pickle brine. And a uh, hundred years later, they open it up and he's still alive. He's been pickled. Uh, <laughs> and now he has to adjust to life in modern day New York City. <laughs> my God. How is that movie made and Bro Dragon is still in development? Exactly. Is my, is That's all question. I'm getting. I need to get Seth Rogen on. The, I get Seth Rogen on the phone. phone. Bro Dragon is fucking greenlit. Is, that is done. I mean, there's no way that can't. I mean, that's basically Encino Man with, with, with pickle juice. really was traumatic for me in one sense. Um, the church music and the performing of the music was, it was so spot on. Plus it wasn't like short. They almost, they, when they started, they did it like you were in church. You were hearing it from the beginning to the end and you had to sit there. And it was, the only thing that was different was that it might've been closer to in key than what you would hear in your standard Lutheran church. But uh, it, it was, you know, I had to go see a therapist um, it was, it was a lot to, to it, it, just a lot of repressed, you know, uh, abuse. <laughs> um, so kudos to the people who made that show. That was very fucking realistic. And now another no brainer money saving tip from progressive. Marcus, what happened? I was changing my oil and I spilled some on the floor. Oh, we use these $50 bills to wipe it up. Perfect. Got any more? Yeah. Yeah. Take a couple hundred. Stop. Instead of using money, use an old rag. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. 